Welcome back to Soulful Conversations. This week we have the amazing Kate Sobrano, an absolute living legend of Australian music. And we had a really amazing conversation that was deep and heartfelt, involving a few funny little embarrassing stories and a lot of insight that I hadn't really thought of before. So I know you're going to love this episode of Soulful Conversation with Kate Sobrano. Welcome to Soulful Conversations with Ash Grunewald. In this podcast, we interview inspiring and amazing people, musicians, surfers, and experts in mindset, creativity, health, well-being, and making the world a better place. I'm tired of beating around the bush. I want to go deep and have a soulful conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Earth Bottles. At Earth Bottles, we are on a mission to end single-use plastics, offering a full range of beautiful double-insulated bottles, reusable coffee cups, food and tea canisters, stainless steel straws, bags, and lots of plastic-free eco-goodies. Earth Bottles proudly supports the Breast Cancer Network of Australia, Beyond Blue, Hope for Health, Clean Coast Collective, 15 Trees, Bali Baby House, and the UN Refugee Agency. So head over to www.earthbottles.com.au for a 10% discount using the promo code ASHLOVESME. Together we can make a change and break up with single-use plastics. This very special episode of Soulful Conversations is proudly sponsored by Otis Eyewear, makers of radical sunglasses that have glass lenses instead of plastic, which is in most sunglasses. So thank you very much to Legends at Otis. And if you do want to be sporting a pair of Otis Sunnies, go to the website and... Okay. I am joined right now by the lovely and amazing Kate Sobrano. How are you going, Kate? I'm happy to be equally joined by the wonderful and the devastatingly clever <laughs> Ash Grunwald. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, th- this is uh, the lockdown series. And um, I mean, I was just thinking about some of the positives. I'm encouraging everybody to look for silver linings, but you were busy recording or doing something. We didn't get to start right on time. So I had chan- a chance in the studio to go do the dishes <laughs> and <laughs> and impress my wife and then come back into the studio. So, you know, that's the kind of things. That, and then I was um, just doing an um, Instagram for socials about something and then some chickens ran onto my deck uh, onto my deck and I was booting them away and it's just like the work the work home life thing has changed a lot these days hey it has and I'm often reminded of the 50s in this time I um I just started being doing some live reading with some friends of mine I, I basically recruited every artist I know who's out of a job to do artful things so I've got a lot of wow. actors and singers from the stage who are doing uh, readings from George Orwell's Animal Farm. So wow. <laughs> we've, and we've got a girl who was a fan in, in London who does um, signing 
So she signs it all for us and we just do that each day because, because funnily enough, I read the preface to the novel and he said um, it was post the war and he felt that there had to be some policy put in place that he could explore with people to describe what he thought was what was ailing the world, which was humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Agreed. Yeah. and so he used the fantastic analogy of the, of the animal farm and all the politics and the substrata of politics and, you know, all the variety of different people and uh, individuals within the animals. And then he used that as a sort of like a political uh, platform. So I thought, what, a, what an yeah. amazing thing. Here we are. We're not in a world war but it has mm. a somewhat lukewarm Cold War feeling to me. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, and that I think we need to have our wits about us, especially in the departments of the arts, to find a way to de- describe it so that we can entice uh, general community to have a look at it from every angle and discover well, which way are we all just being corralled into the pen again. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's a, it feels um, it's a weird time. Oh my god! I just I just flip around. You know, one thing that I'm doing is um, not allowing myself to be polarized yet <laughs> in any way. I just can't work out what's actually going on. To be well, honest, I certainly um, don't get political. I mean, I agree with you. I I'm not. I I refuse to uh, be scooped up for anyone's um, political or politicising or soapboxing or whatever because I know that there are, there are many degrees to which there's a lot of this that's unseen to us. I see, mm, and, and when artists do that, I, I kind of think I get a bit embarrassed for some, sometimes for them because then the pole swings to the other side or, you know, and I, and I feel like the artists themselves should be the, uh, the, the above, in, in not, not above society, but they need to be like that little position above um, the atmosphere, the, the temperature, the mercury, and just get into that little space that's got no gravity and look and observe what's happening, write about it, document it, research mm. it, find out how they want to mm. talk about it. In, in fact, Ash, today I, I had... I woke up this morning and I was feeling uh, a bit low, a um, bit, bit tired mm. of being stuck in my house actually and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just feeling just, uh, well, I suppose you could call it a little depressed actually and I just, and I, mm-hmm. and I just by chance um, hit on Bob Dylan's thank you speech for the, um, the recent award he got for the uh, Pulitzer Prize. Have you ever heard his speech? Right. No. Beautiful. No. And really? I will have to link sh- to it. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. And uh, the thing that came mm. out of it, which was really important, which is, again, why I'm into this George Orwell thing, is that um, literature and especially fine literature will give you a conversation. It will give you a platform, something to compare it to when there's nothing to compare it to in real life. So... Yeah. So tease that out, yeah. sorry, for, for No, me. I will. T- talk well, me through instance, it again. Well, if you said to a child, um, you're going to need to economise on what you're eating because we may not be able to get that product in, uh, you know, for the next mm. six weeks and kids go, what? 
but mm. you could you went out and had plenty of that last week. Why can't we suddenly mm. have it? And you go, well, because mm. there's going to be rationing and there's going to be other things and, you know. Um, so instead, it, so, so instead I gave her a book about um, the history of um, the history of community and how sometimes with the different seasons, certain foods will come into season and you can have them in mm. plentiful abundance. And then when the season goes mm. out, there's no longer that available and you have to just decide. So mm. I'm trying to give her something to compare it to, an experience she hasn't lived through, but through literature mm. she could compare it to. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get what you mean. And so yeah. Bob was saying um, his written work, his songs, uh, he was merely a messenger, but he was he was mm. involving early authors into his work, people who'd written Moby Dick, mm. for instance, or the... Mm. Uh, um, the Odyssey, or um, what other what other novels did he mention? Um, oh, some terrific, terrific novels, and he was using that platform to say, "I didn't live through those wars, but I could definitely write mm. like a war journalist after reading those books." Mm. Yeah, and well. I think that we as musicians have a responsibility to talk about our times. Yeah. So in a way, I mean, I've got a thing that, that springs to mind for me. I, uh, coming out mid year. Uh, did a, a blues album with Josh yeah, Teske. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, amazing oh, singer. Oh, my God. You guys, <laughs> just the combination of the two of you. <laughs> I think I will have gone to heaven to hear that. Oh, 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 I thought that when I was in the studio oh with him. Um, but I found it really um, inspiring to write for such a great, amazing blues singer. I'm sure he felt singer. the same about um, you. Ah. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Um, uh, uh, to me, it was just so in, in, it was an inspiring thing. It was really easy to write, but I had this, um, song that we put in, we sort of reworked. It was an older one actually, but it was about the floods up here in Northern New South Wales. And you had to wait to get, um, to get down the freeway. You had to check out the tide wow. guide because the tide had a bearing on. Wow. I mean, the freeway's way wow. inland. So I put details yeah. like that in there. And to me, I was drawing on an old blues tradition, yeah. actually, that there's all, they always talk about floods yes. and fires. And it's a documentary. Exactly. And that, that's exactly <laughs> what Dylan was saying, too. He said, You knew Mary was bad because Joe had had her on the the tractor at the back of the farm, you know, like you knew that the, you knew, <laughs> you knew that the, you knew that the, 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 the still um, was safe because it had been buried six feet deep where later Joe yeah. Mason was found next to his, you know, I mean, the, it, they are, they were literal stories about, um, yeah. yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy from Pennsylvania. They were uh, the, the floods in Northern northern australia i mean i, I mm. actually the problem with um, <laughs> australian music isn't it to, it seems to me is that um we've deferred our uh geography within us like our our, our bloodline we've deferred that for yeah. someone else's story and have been imitating other people's yeah. history when in actual fact yeah we need to discover what it is what is it that makes us so very Australian and you know yeah. who are we listening to when the ghosts tell us stories who well which ghosts are we listening mm. to we're listening to yeah uh, yeah yeah that's a big issue um like say for somebody like me when you when you're so influenced by American 
music, yeah. you know, blues and stuff. And I am hearing you. Uh, I was going to say, uh, how's this for an old, old, uh, <laughs> some old terminology? I'm hearing you on <laughs> FM. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on the wireless, I'm hearing you on. The I'm wireless. hearing you on five G. <laughs> I better. I'm hearing you on five G. No, that now, please not let's not ever hear um, each other on that. Uh, I, I, I move to wherever you go that doesn't have it. Can we do that? Doesn't yeah. have five G. Um, um, but I actually grew up um on uh listening to a lot of Australiana yeah. and um my parents and so funny. My dad he's an immigrant from South Africa and just got way into like real i just guess he just embraced he embraced this country and really got into red gum john williamson and my kid and my parents used to listen to a lot of banjo patterson um poems put to um put to music and stuff so i have this one side of my childhood that's got like all of these really australian stories so i'm really hearing you with that thing and there's that disconnect between the musical influence and and the actual you know those lyrics that are got a lot of well, um, I actually thought time and place you might in this country feel the same way yeah. as me sometimes though in our contemporary culture when we want to go there um there's a there's a there's a also like because i listen to archie roach or i listen to uh, oh, i love you know, archie roach. Totally, yeah. like some great things and then i feel like if i want to resound in that or try to plumb that seam of gold where they're talking about the land and then I go oh am I am I actually yet again stealing something that's been stolen from them you know like there's there's a great deal you know Uh, cultural appropriate uh, 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 what is uh, it uh, appropriation. appropriation it's like you know seeing people who go, yeah. go oh, i can chuck a few dots on canvas yeah this should suffice but it doesn't but actually yeah. i think i've already I've, I've i've kind of blown um that i've I've blown that debate out of me because i think that people know the difference when you're being genuine and when you when you're actually desiring authenticity and you're not desiring to imitate i mean I'd say that you and I, I can pretty much, and certainly John Butler as well, I don't think of anyone that I can hear in the way we perform. We sound like a lot of people, but we don't sound specifically like we've gone after one journey and tried to be yeah, that. absolutely. I think we're very much yeah. ourselves, thank God. Yeah, I really respect, I so respect that about you and people can tell whenever you're doing anything that, it's genuine. It comes, you know, from you and, and, you know, like I'm for myself, sometimes I'm full of doubt, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I never doubt my authenticity mm, because yeah. I just jump up there Your and I'm just so full. me. So <laughs> Thanks, that's nice. and, and I think, I think, don't you agree that the, the fact that we were raised on live performance is, uh, mm. has always been for me, the measure of my success was whether my communication mm. was felt by people rather than just uh, um, commercially mm. uh, bought. You know, sure, there are stats and mm. other things which are lovely, mm. which show when people are enjoying your music, but mm. I'm a bit of a mm. dolphin. I'm sure you're the same. I ping out little sonars mm. in a room and <laughs> yeah. you feel the room and it fills you mm. like a, like in cocoon when all of the adults jumped into mm. the pool. Do you know what I mean by that? You feel totally. <laughs> you, mm. you actually feel like you've taken on a bit of them, and in exchange, mm. you know they've offered you themselves, their heart, their souls, 
And in mm. exchange, all you had mm. to do was give the music to the night or entertainment and they gave you mm. all of that. Mm. Um, that I think mm. that that makes us uh, accountable every time we perform. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for people who are listening to this, um, Kate is the master of this. Uh, you know, you jumped up with me. We had a I jam at that gig at the River Stage. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you really, because, you know, that's the other thing when you, you see musicians, you hear musicians, that's one thing, but I really only really know how they roll once I jam yeah. with them, you know, and then you really feel it. And yeah, your command in a really good way of the stage and the way you just brought everything. And I didn't realize you were so jammy. Oh, the I way was you, raised like, on jams. And spontaneous. I'm in fact, ah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of half hoping, Ash, that from your your podcasts mm. that um, mm. you will pull together a, um, what was the group with um, Tom Petty and George Harrison and... Um, Oh, like a uh, traveling Woolberry. And, and if you ever, if you ever, if you ever watch a um a Joan Joan or someone in there or one of the chicks that was on the big, you know, that she wasn't in the traveling Woolberry. I would like to be one of the the, the, the women in the You're traveling Woolberry. You and John Butler. <laughs> See, to yeah. me, the the beauty of jamming is this, and it's something that I, I, I it's almost like it's a it's a it's become. It's, it's almost become like a, um, an ancestral thing that needs to be taught. Like it's, it's beyond karaoke. It's beyond just singing to someone else's track. It's beyond the isolation of a, of a cell phone and doing a selfie. It's, a, um, it's, it's being able to know when the other person you're performing with is feeling it, feeling the release mm. and allowing them mm the full expression of their release, and then knowing that you mm. can then also release without any fear that either they're going to be embarrassed by you or they're going to reject you or they're going to wish that you'd shut up. You know, it's one <laughs> of those places where everyone lays down their tools and they say, this is what I have to offer tonight, and I really mm. and I sincerely mean it. Like I, um, I had an embarrassing thing I told someone about the other day, which was, actually quite the opposite to our experience. So you and I, yeah. it was like someone threw petrol yeah. at us and we just turned into a bonfire. Like it was like, poof, yeah. that is right. But yeah. then on another horrible instance when I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love to hear about. <laughs> I, yeah. I hadn't been invited on a jam that was obviously a very specific one. I didn't realise. And I was sitting in an audience with the, the Finn brothers and I'll, and I'll name them, even though that mm. they, if this is not by any means meant <laughs> to be harmful to them, but. They they reached into the audience and said, um, oh, we have a very special singer in the audience tonight and we'd love very much to invite her in and, and have a bit of a sing on this uh, song, Weather With You. And and they went like this. So I jumped out of my seat because they were indicating to me, ran onto the stage and I was just oh, like such, wow, thank you so much. I I love this song. And they're both looking at me like, and so I was like, great. So that's <laughs> off we go. And I'd go to sing or I'd try to improvise what I thought was a harmony and, turn, and Neil would turn and go, that's, that's, not, that's not the harmony. Um, <laughs> this is not a very welcoming experience. I don't really feel like I have anything yeah. yet. So anyway, I yeah. kind of thanked everyone and sheepishly walked back to my seat. And as I was walking back to the table, I realised that just behind me was one of New Zealand's most famous singers. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> I really wanted to just pick up my handbag and walk straight out the room and never ever come back. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my God. So it's that thing where somebody's waving to you and you wave back, but they're Somebody actually waving else. to the. <laughs> That's got to be in a movie. Oh, look, I hope it. I, 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 I've only just started discussing it. I thought I had professional amnesia and I'd forgotten it because I couldn't. I, I was so. I was I was so ashamed of my enthusiasm, but then but <laughs> <laughs> like you would think they're looking at you, you would think, okay, cool, let's do it. Look, this is I great. She, well, I love like that song. She probably was as famous as Dame Kiri Takanawa. I mean, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh jumping up God. at the Oscars. When you think your name's been called and yeah. go and receive it, only to go, yeah. oh my god, I misheard it. I'd say I thought you said you said mate. I got Kate. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, when our which when you ab it to our experience, Ash, um, I was dying to meet you because I'd met your mum at school at the school pickup. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, my son, you know, he's a very good blues player, and you sort of go, yeah, you know, Ash always <laughs> lovely. You know, every mother says that. <laughs> so, and, and he said, she said, no, no, he's, he's, he's quite a special cat. You should check him out. And I was like, oh, holy shit. And I did. <laughs> and I, and she wasn't wrong. And then that was the first time I met you. Uh, yeah. But we sort of almost met on stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's classic. And it, oh, well, I felt like I knew you already, but then I did know you already because I was watching you when you know way back <laughs> yeah. in the day. <laughs> You're gonna you say know. my dad, you were you my right. dad's such a big fan. That's what you meant to say because at my age, most people come up to me and they go, "Oh my god, my dad loves you." My grandfather, no, no, my ah. grandfather's a huge fan. That's the one. <laughs> I was gonna actually ask you about that because, like, like, you're so genuine and you're so real, and we're here talking about jamming and everything, but you've been on the top of, of a scene that is kind of, I view it as the opposite, like a massive pop star. So, right. like, I mean, what was that world like when we're talking about these genuine things, authenticity, were there ever any challenges in that way or were you exactly the same as you are now in terms of how you performed? Uh, how was, how I, was it? Look, to be honest, I, I, I never really knew if I was ever on the top of anywhere. I knew that I was desiring to be someplace I never was. I knew that my whole, um, if I had had an autobiography written, it probably would have had a title called Hurry Up, I Can't See Where I'm Going because I'm projecting forward wow. all the time. I'm very... Ah, oh, the yeah, classic. Exactly. And I very rarely bring wow. stuff with me. Like, I, for instance, I never go and watch anything I've just shot or done ever. And I very wow. rarely listen to records I've made too. Yeah. Wow. I don't like, it's almost like it, I find it yeah. uh, counterintuitive to where I'm headed to see where I've been. Yeah. Uh, mm. It seems to keep me locked into some experience somewhere and I'm not free to imagine where I want to go next. It's like, you know, Michael Looney had that beautiful drawing with the line becoming the path that he was walking on. So it came from his oh, head right. and became the path yeah. that he was actually walking on. And I feel that that's actually yeah, a really right. great metaphor for the way I, I feel about music. I'm actually not trying to actually get anywhere specific, but it's it's the getting mm. there that I find thrilling. Mm. So to answer mm. your question about pop and other things, I, I came from an era where there was no so there were no divisions. This was pre MTV. We didn't even have categories. Mm. It was just music, and yeah. quite literally, yeah. that's how old I am. I mean, you could you could say mm. rock and roll was the distinction between 
you know, rock, pop and soul. Um, yeah. Or you could say there was jazz, which was a very distinct difference, and classical. So there was mm. jazz, classic and mm. rock. And right. I, I was raised on a diet of, you know, Led Zeppelin, Annie Lennox, um, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson and Eurythmics, you know, like uh, yeah. and David Bowie. So all in all, mm. it was a... Um, it was a, it was quite a it was quite a graceful time. It seemed to use less words and just more um, demonstration to express yourself as mm. an artist. You could just demonstrate what you were interested in. And that was quite enough. Mm. 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 Wow! Opposite to me, I use a lot of words. You, no, do you know what? <laughs> I, I know uh, you might, but it's funny. I find your playing well. Like in the great one day, I I met the great BB King. Right. Oh and my I was God. standing outside the guitar centre, uh, and I, this refers to you, so in case it just sounds like I'm going on, um, but it was, I, I very rarely ask for people's autographs, right, because I feel like it's a bit, mm. uh, I don't know, I just feel like it's, I, I don't know why, I get shy. But mm. I'll ask for autographs mm. on behalf of my brother, who, as you know, is a great guitarist. And I mm. oh, yeah, yeah, saw Be yeah. The King outside the guitar centre on Sunset Boulevard, and he's just midway in the mouth of getting a hamburger. I said, oh, excuse me, Mr. King, Mr. King, I'm sorry, I won't take you for any much of your time. You know, he had to lay his hamburger down. And, mm. and I just said to him, man, thank you so much. Thank you. And mm. uh, would you please sign this for my brother, And he, which he did, and he was graceful. And he actually, he murmured something, but there were no words. And then I went and picked up mm. his videos and started YouTubing him mercilessly and watching and watching again. Oh, the conversation he has with his guitar. Yeah. I hear you loud and yeah. clear, Ash Donald. I mean, I, we, we chat mm -hmm. and talk. In fact, I find you quite, um, like, look at me, I'm, I'm just taking over this entire conversation. Whereas when you play, I'm quite happy if you just talk to me for the rest of time. What, what do you mean, talking? That. Yeah, you're right. I hear, yeah, I, I hear, yo, that's a high compliment to a blues player. Oh, I hear player. your conversation. It yeah. is loud and clear. I hear, I, I almost like John Bonham, I know what song you're singing even though there's no melody. I, I know when yeah, you're right. playing, yeah, yeah. I know the conversation. It's massive discussions it's just, we're talking about. Galaxies, we're talking about. Humanness, we're talking about. Cells, we're talking about. Life, we're talking about. Love, and it's just all there in the plane. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is so amazing. I, uh, that's A, a high compliment, but B, just like what an amazing creative description of what, what goes on in in music? I mean, there's been or, already in this podcast. There's a few things that you've described that I haven't heard described in that way oh, before. Nice. It's uh, it's really quite amazing. And I just want to go back to one little yeah. thing. You really did reiterate something, and I've never reached the um, uh, the the dizzy heights of success that you have. But especially when you're talking about those early days because I can identify with this way of being. It seems that so when you were like in that first era when I would have seen you on on MTV and all that kind of stuff, you didn't feel particularly successful. Oh, no. no, no. Wow. See, that's funny. I still don't know if I actually ever will feel entirely successful because I think success is measured by so many different things in one lifetime. Mm. Um, mm. Like just when you think you've got something leaked, then the world proves to you how wrong you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I burnt myself here yesterday, right? Um, 
just accidentally mm. because pride was getting the better of me. Ah. I, was, uh, I was doing something with my daughter's hair. I was with a hair tongue and, you mm. know, and, and also, and also because when we, when we're with our children, you know, you're constantly asking yourself, am I actually with my child or mm. am I pretending to be with my child, pretending to be someone's mother whilst my internal thoughts are somewhere else, right? <laughs> well, it's good you're asking that yeah, question. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do. I ask that question myself because, um, you know, I, I don't, I always, I always want to check myself because she's such an important being for me and, um, and mm. the time that I have to spend with her has often been compromised by my interests with music and travel and life. Mm. And, you know, and in this day and age with technology, you know, we're constantly interrupted in the middle of moments. Yeah. You'll be right in the yeah. middle of a moment and, oh, it's, oh, excuse me, hang on, sorry, darling, I've just got to, you know, da, da, da. <laughs> or, you know, you'll be in a moment, she's saying something and someone says, yeah, it calls you from another room. Yeah, hang on. Sorry, what were you saying? And she says, never mind. <gasps> I, that's, that's just a moment I'll never, ever have again. Oh, I mm. hate that so much. So anyway, mm. the pride was, was that she'd asked me to do her hair um, and and I was needing to do it the way I thought she would like it rather than the way she was asking for me mm. to do it. Mm. And these mm. are the things that in life will always be the things that um, we remember later on in life, the things perhaps, you know, <laughs> the tiny little pebbles of regret. Um, mm. And mm. anyway, and, and again, but... The good part of me said to her, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not even asking you, what do you want? What did you want? With and as I was asking, I burnt my hand. It was like almost, uh -huh. it was almost like this strange sort yeah. of, you know, check your head, Kate Soprano. Mm. Don't get proud. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wow. It, it's interesting. Well, the, the way that you choose to see that situation, like that could happen to a hundred people and they'd see it all different ways yeah. and you're choosing to take the lesson from that small little situation to make you a, a better person and also to check in where you're going, you know, whether you, you know, you're thinking to yourself, am I being a good mum here? Or, I mean, well, that's just evidence of your intent. So that's a great thank thing. You, Ash. Well, I, I think you'd appreciate, you know, as an artist too, we're given, we're offered pride on a platter. We're given it yeah. to, to, to gorge from, to eat from, to, Sniff, smell, taste, touch, enjoy, wear the clothes. We feel mm. it every day. We're being admired, you know, from wonderful people mm. who mean it and lavish us mm. with, with love. And, um, but, then, but then we have to measure it with humility. And I'm not even saying that is like, you know, trying to be all pious. And, but actually humility is, I think, is um, observing those things that matter uh, making sure you uh, communicate those things that matter loudly and, and often and, and note that you'll notice more often than not that those things that matter have very little to do with you. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Everything's external, child, uh, other people, grandparents, mm. family, you mm. know, anyway. Mm. Most of them are free too. Well, yes. That's another little correlation. And actually silver lining, <laughs> right? Ash, maybe not for you guys, but for the bulk generation, I think people were full of buying shit and spending mm. aimless hours crawling around Chadstons and other things for entertainment. Mm. And I think that yeah. this, is going, this has actually been the right amount of time 
to um, perhaps get off those toxic stimulations. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, never a truer word could be said. And I, you know, like, I don't want anyone hearing this to misunderstand. We're looking for, we're looking for silver linings. We didn't choose to be in this situation. So, but that's a massive, I mean, like for me, I'm seeing so many massive um, silver linings at the moment. And, you know, it's just that, I mean, I was just, um, where I know we're really privileged. We live, we can walk to the yeah. beach. So we see pe- so people, we're very yeah. lucky. Um, and we were seeing, we saw some friends on the beach and uh, one friend who's, you know, she's normally running a, a really big business and, and really going for it and stuff. And we were saying something that keeps being echoed around, which is like, maybe when all of this is over, we should have a, uh, you know, a holiday to a, a yearly kind of like a religious yeah month you know like a ramadan or a nippy day how they have it in bali of like for a for a to commemorate this time and where you the world turns off and gives the earth a break and stuff you know i think that's actually saner than anything else that could come out of like that i i in fact i do believe that early days um religions generally came about from what was good for the tribe uh, at least you know general i mean you know don't don't um well things to do with hygiene even wash your hands and uh Mm. and keep yourself Mm. away from eating certain foods i'm sure that's how the basis of a lot of different religious events have occurred absolutely and planting on on moon phases all of that and different phases and and i come from naturalists my grandparents were both the forefathers of homeopathy and um, they started really? a company called Natura, which was then bought commercially later, but they were into um, whole foods and fibre and good guts, good wow. guts. Um, then I know, really, really very... Well, when was in that? 1956. My God. <laughs> they were part of a small and, and a very um, uh, successful community of homeopathics and chiropractics and all sorts of stuff. So they were really young. Right. Wow. So I was raised by that kind of tribe and uh, the holistic nature of how what you're saying should be engaged with internationally because, as you know, as you can see, nature will tell you what it needs and it needed a break. Mm. It needed mm. this break. Absolutely. It's taking a big mm. sigh of relief. You know, I love the skies at the moment with all of the bird song and I love the, mm. uh, in fact, I, I was writing poetry this morning again just about just wow. about the fact that nature hasn't noticed that there's a crisis and it has. <laughs> yeah. And It's not a crisis no, for nature. <laughs> no. And so, yeah. um, so then we're, we're, we're brought back to mother, you know, and I love that. Mm. 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 Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there, there's so much positive to come out of this. Um, I just wanted to ask you one yeah. thing. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for this podcast. It's been so amazing. Oh, I love it. I love talking um, to you. But yeah, I think we've got so much in common on, on this um, kind of level. And I wanted to ask you, what would be your, you, you know what Soulful Conversations is all about. A big part of it is mindset. So what would you recommend to people listening to this to put in their mindset either daily practices or just some interesting thoughts to Mm. put in their mindset to get through this time? Um, Without sounding dry, 
I think the thing that has been, especially for creative minds, um, is is routine. Yes, totally. Like wake up and nominate certain periods of time to get things done by, or or to have started something by, or and then finish it. Or if you're mm. not planning on finishing it, uh, put it on the bonfire and burn it. Don't, don't. <laughs> I think that there's uh, in in this in this tiny little small space and in this time with family, to find yourself, you know, insulated by all your creative debris. Um, it'll make you stodgy and like un unperceived, like imperceptive. And I think we need to perceive what's going on. I started dreaming a lot better. Uh, in this time and I've started my, my perception seems to be improving a lot more. I was doing a little bit of time traveling recently, going back and visiting my grandma and visiting places I'd lived and smelling what it was like growing up. I just, wow. thought, and I haven't given myself an opportunity to explore mm. that. So, and I think the only way you can is mm. if that, that in, all that cotton wool of creation, just either do something mm. with it or burn it. And wow. then, Start the next day with a fresh page, a new tube of paint, mm. get something done. Mm. Yeah, you know? I think that is so amazing. And the, once again, the way you've put it is so amazing. But when people ask, you know, um, about creativity or songwriting or something, it's like actually sometimes give yourself an opportunity to create more often. Mm. It's not like something you need to put into it. If you have a routine mm. where you say, okay, I'm going to get up for the next 30 days. I'm going to get up and write a song. Whatever it mm. may be you decide is important to you. You're more likely actually to come up with that amazing creative song than it just, it doesn't just turn, creativity is a habit and then the magic comes. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, it doesn't just turn up out of the blue. You should make a T-shirt out of that. I want that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and what about for everyday people if they're not well, doing I anything? I think that they should use that metaphor. No, I think they should use the routine as a metaphor they, because they are all artists. Whether it's getting up and getting dressed is an art form in itself. You have to choose what you want to wear. That includes like, and yeah. that, that's how do you service your identity by doing that? Choose the colours you want to wear. Mm. If you're feeling a bit low, wear something mm. white. If you're feeling a bit mm. slow, you know, um, wear something that's a bit cooler and you need to run around a bit more, you know. <laughs> just, mm. um, yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I also think obviously and for this time now for mental health reasons, it's essential, it's essential to keep a journal or something to communicate your thoughts, um, knowing that sometimes not everyone wants to hear all of your subjective universe all the time and certainly uh, with teenagers and other people in and around the house, I'm aware that I'm having to be an example and yet I'm also a person and I have my own internal mm. universe that's going on. That's So what mm. I try to do is I either write it down or I, um, or I exercise it with music, which is a handy tool. But you can do it by mowing the lawn. Mm. You can run a bath. You can mm. take that time out of an ordinary cycle. Mm. I've just say just before we go, I've got to show you this. Now this is... My, I just saw a note that my daughter has left me. It says, Dear Mama, I'm so forever grateful for you. You make everyday fun and filled with unordinary madness. 
<laughs> which I love you for. Oh, wow. Just down, that, just down next to my light. An ordinary wow, magnet. Wow, that's nice. I, I write a song about that today. <laughs> that's so cute. That's so nice. She's a great little writer. That's a yeah. beautiful. Oh, wow. That's a, How old is your daughter? She's 16. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. It sounds like you guys have got an amazing relationship. Yeah, we, we definitely know we're two very different people. And because of that, um, neither of us expect unnecessary things from each other mm. meaning well, you know what i mean like good. i actually i i know her now i can see the shape i know who she is as a person i don't mm. i don't labor her with any sort of inheritance of me or mm. mom or anything like that i just she she's such mm. a good thing she's so sweet so kind oh my god mm. good person mm. wow wow there's a lot of wisdom coming from her mum. that's <laughs> This this has been an absolutely amazing podcast. Oh, Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much. Love it. Yeah. We're gonna get to do some Thank music you. again soon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's jam. Let's make that Wilburys. No. <laughs> well, we can do that, but let's go on tour. I want to tour with you. Yeah. Yes. That would be amazing. Yes. That would be awesome. Come on. We'll go and we'll go and film a podcast while we're filming everywhere around the country, around the world. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. You too. Bye, Kate. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.